back, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Dr. Water with Lemon Recording Live from the Gen A Studios. A uh, little bit of a late start today. Uh, shout out to uh, to Randall the RJ for getting my button action to uh, get this podcast pumped out. Uh, so thank you all for tuning in. Uh, back in the United States, back in the USSR, born in the USA. Um, so as y'all may or may not know, uh, last week I was in Cuba, uh, particularly Habana, um, visiting there and, uh, checked out the Bahamas a little bit. Uh, so I guess, uh, we'll throw that first on the old agenda. Um, so do we love Cuba? Uh, Cuba was an interesting place. All the cars are from the 1950s, um, like, literally more cars are from the 1950s than are not from the 1950s. So that was kind of weird. Um, very friendly people. Uh, it's a poor country, so everybody's always trying to shake you down for a quick buck. But, you know, that's to be expected. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was a pretty big fan. Uh, there's live music in basically every single restaurant you eat at. Uh, a lot of salsing, a lot of dancing. Uh, they put sugar in everything. So Cuba is like the, I think it's either the number one or number two producer of sugar in the world. And they literally put it in everything. It feels like when you buy bottled water, they got sugar in there. Uh, sucked down on some mojitos, which was pretty good. Uh, got a, a strawberry daiquiri. Uh, shout out to uh, Cam Salter. Sorry, it wasn't a banana daiquiri. I know I let you down. Um, there's literally a famous restaurant in downtown Habana called um, uh, El Floridito, and it was a spot that, uh, it was Hemingway's main spot that he hung out at, and their nickname is The Cradle of the Daiquiri, which is pretty legendary. Um, so that was cool. Uh, we took a car ride out to Vinales one day, uh, so Vinales is about two hours outside uh, Habana, and uh, it's the it's considered to have the best uh, tobacco for cigars in the world. Uh, so we went to a farm there, and there's this guy wearing a straw hat sitting in a straw hut, who is like he just started rolling a cigar and talking about how they make cigars, and then he says who here smokes cigars so I raised my hand and uh, straight up smoked a cigar right on his farm so that was pretty awesome also uh, bringing back 20 Cuban cigars for 20 bucks that, that was pretty awesome too um, so yeah overall uh, good time uh, I took a salsa lesson with Shalom on a rooftop in downtown Havana uh, and uh, that was tough uh, I was like some guy who was originally from France who was our instructor and he was basically just laughing at me the whole time but uh, I think I did not too bad so uh, I'm pretty fired up about the salsa lesson I could see myself doing some more salsa in the future uh, but yeah overall pretty safe place uh, the food was good it wasn't great nothing to write home about but uh, everything we ate there for the most part was pretty solid, uh, really cheap. A meal for two people you can get for like 10, 12 bucks. Um, but yeah, a lot of uh, police presence on the street. Uh, so, you know, you don't have, 
there's really no crime in Cuba. They don't have guns there, which is kind of tight. Um, a lot of history, uh, a lot of cool flea markets. There was a guy selling baby puppies, um, which was kind of weird, but whatever. Um, I bought a record there, Cecilia Cruz, nice little piece of vinyl. Um, got some CDs, but I think I lost the CDs, which I'm pretty bummed about. Um, but yeah, overall, had a good time, uh, no complaints. And if anybody were asking if they should go check it out, I, I would say yes. So, do we love Cuba? See, si. we do. Um, but yeah, then the, uh, the second leg of the trip was to the Bahamas. Um, not as much fun, to be honest. I mean, just completely different vibe. Not that it wasn't as much fun, it's just like completely different scene. So it's like, we go from staying in uh, an Airbnb uh, in like this little ghetto in the city for 30 bucks a night to staying at the Atlantis Resort, like this world-class hotel in the Bahamas. So it's like night and day. Um, so the Bahamas was a little bit more uh, sit down and do nothing and just kind of uh, kick back and relax where uh, Cuba was a little bit more of a go-go-go type situation. Um, so this was actually my first like tropical vacation, I guess. Uh, even as a kid, you know, we always went and visited a bunch of random places. So I've never really like gone to a, a remote place and just kind of sat. Um, so that was new. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I like the Bahamas. Uh, there was a water slide that uh, it went through a shark tank. Like there was a tube in the middle of the tank. So that was kind of cool. Um, one day we, uh, we rented a Vespa and we basically looked like dumb and dumber driving around the entire island. At one point, like I got on the freeway and I'm getting like this Vespa up to like 50 miles an hour, which is definitely making me uncomfortable considering I've never ridden a motorcycle or anything close to it in my life. Uh, so we survived that. Uh, I took the Vespa to the beach where they recorded Jaws, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah, overall, uh, it was a success. Ooh, all right, so on the way home, uh, we go through customs, we're in the airport, and Shalom decides to buy Starbucks, and she puts her passport in the Starbucks bag. Rookie. But anyway, she puts her passport in the Starbucks bag, and then we get on the plane and we eat the, and then I take the Starbucks bag, not knowing the passport's in there, and I hand it to the flight attendant, who then threw away her passport. Um, so according to her, uh, I threw it away. According to me, uh, the flight attendant did. So I think we should blame the flight attendant on that. Um, had a little poll up on the old social media, a little he said, she said. Um, but either way, we're all back here in one piece and that's all that matters. So uh, we had that going on. Um, but yeah, good to be back. Next on the old agenda, do we love Blue Apron? Um, so I don't know if anybody knows what Blue Apron is. I recently kind of found out about it. Um, basically, they are a meal delivery service. They get all the ingredients you need that for a meal that you can cook up for dinner and they ship it to you. So uh, I got my second shipment uh, and I cooked a meal last night. Uh, my first shipment 
went pretty solid. I enjoyed it, so I got my second one. So essentially, you get, I order, I get three meals a week. Each meal is, can fill up two people, and it's $60 total. So you're essentially paying $10 a meal. Um, so, you know, a little on the pricey side, but it is locally sourced ingredients, um, which I'm a big fan of. I think we should do more of that in this country. Uh, support your local farmer. Um, and, but yeah, and also it's giving you recipes that, you know, you may have never heard of and kind of introducing you to new stuff. So the way I kind of put it is, it's kind of like paying for a cooking lesson, but you don't have an instructor, which I kind of like because then you can kind of do it on your own time um, and you get a meal out of it. So I kind of look at it as like an in-home cooking class. So if you don't like cooking, then it doesn't really make sense to pay the premium for the ingredients and whatnot. But uh, so far I've been enjoying it. Uh, up until actually, well, last night was kind of a struggle. The first three meals I did okay. Um, and then last night I, uh, I got home, just wanted to hang out, kick it, cook up some food. Um, I uh, ate a, a performance enhancing edible, uh, was feeling good. And so I start cooking and I, I throw this chicken in the skillet or frying pan and it's just cooking away in olive oil and like you know how like when you first put in the olive oil like all the fat gets in there and just like and like the olive oil sprays everywhere and you're like oh this is kind of cool well this did this for like 15 minutes where normally it might be like two minutes and it was spraying everywhere it was not a controlled spray like the entire stove was covered in olive oil so I was one of those things where I was concerned, but not too concerned. Um, and I was just kind of going with it. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Like, I kind of like this. It's kind of like having fireworks on my stove. Um, so I was fine with that. And then I kept cooking it, cooking it. Um, and then I went to add tomato sauce. And so I take like a can of tomato sauce and I dump it in to the pan. And as I dump it into the pan, like a massive flame just uh, shoots up out of the pan that's on the stove. Like I'm talking like this flame jumps up like three or four feet and almost like singes me. And so, so I dump the tomato sauce on, the flame shoots up. Apparently not all the tomato sauce was out of the can. I jump back and I like, I, I pull my arm back as if I'm like throwing something over my shoulder. And so I jump back and the flame goes down. I think I started like a mini grease fire or something. I'm not really sure. Um, but then I look back and the entire part of the kitchen that is behind the stove is just like caked tomato sauce because I, I just splashed it everywhere. Um, so at this point, like the half the kitchen is covered in tomato sauce. That's the back half. The front half of the kitchen is covered in olive oil. So there was definitely a big cleanup to be had. Um, so I wasn't too big on that. I'm not, I'm not a really, I don't like big cleanups for cooking. It kind of takes away from it. Um, but besides that, uh, food was pretty good. I'd say overall, all the meals have been pretty good. Um, also it's stuff that 
probably would have never made before. Um, I... Hmm. I'm just, because I'm not huge on it because it's like it's pretty expensive, but at the same time, it's something I could get behind temporarily. Like if I, you know, if I cook got like cooked like twelve different meals and then kept the recipe cards and could kind of be self-sustainable and cook them on my own, then I, I might stop the subscription. Or maybe it's something where like if I got it once a month, that's reasonable because it's like if I'm spending sixty bucks a month on it, I can swallow that. But like spending 240 a month that's that's rent so uh well not exactly rent but you know you know um so yeah right now i would say i do love it i do love it but i would say i'd love it in moderation so yeah i would i would recommend it i'm actually you know what i'm gonna reach out to them because they sponsor podcasts and i think they pay people for promotions I mean, we've only been doing this for like two years and have like a hundred something episodes. I guess I could start making a conscious effort to get a to get a sponsor because I mean, Lord knows you cheapskates ain't paying me. Um, but anyway, yeah, Blue Apron's pretty solid. Um, didn't like the cleanup, but yeah, pretty solid. Uh, I'll probably keep doing it for a little bit. Um, also, to get back, uh, we had a lot of uh, backlash on a podcast a couple of weeks ago about how we couldn't decide if we love toppings on a hot dog or not, uh, which you know completely goes against um, the hard hittingness of this podcast, where you know we we deliver serious hard hitting opinions, and for us to you know be wishy washy like a politician about toppings on a hot dog is unacceptable. Um, so do we love toppings on a hot dog? And the answer is no. I like my hot dogs plain. Um, asterisk though, I, th- I don't think like mustard, I, I, it's like, is mustard a topping because that's a condiment. Um, but anything besides mustard, no. But guns to the head, no toppings. So hope you're happy. I'm happy. Uh, happy Friday. Let's groove. Let's shake that thing. See you all next week. Feel free to write in with some topics.